Welcome to Profiling Criminal Minds. I'm Dan. And I'm Dr. Redmond. And we are back for episodes three and four of of Criminal Minds Korea. And I gotta say, it is lucky we are choosing just to, like, we just made the choice right at the start to just do two episodes per week. Because these first, like, all four episodes have been, like, two-parters that Mm -hmm. are supposed to be watched, you know, right one right after the other. Uh, and I did not know that. I wasn't expecting that. It just worked out perfectly for us. Yeah, and so... Can we just get right into how incredible these episodes were? <laughs> I'm sorry for the preamble now, because... Wow! Um, so remember how impressed we were? Because I'm tight. Uh, if, if you didn't watch them, if you did watch them, yay! Uh, if you didn't watch them, I'm going to encourage you to go to YouTube. I know it sucks. I know they're 320 resolution. I know the subtitles are hard to read. It's worth it. Okay? <laughs> it is absolutely 100% worth it to watch these episodes of television before you hear us talking about it. Because, I mean, it's Criminal Minds, only it's a legitimately really good to sometimes great TV show. Oh, it's... It... It's oh, the same show, but it's great. I... It is, it is an entirely, um, the choices that they are making. Yeah. And as you said last week, they keep almost word for word some of the things. There's no need, shot for shot, word for word, almost. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. Um, other times it's not, it's. They're not afraid to do their own thing as well. Yes, and they're not afraid. They've changed certain things radically, and they <laughs> haven't. They oh, and we, we'll talk about that when we get to the end. Yeah. Um, because what happens is, is they cover the train one. Okay, okay. So let's get right into this. When let's talk. Let's talk started, about it. When episode three started, I assumed episode three was going to be the train episode because it starts the same way. Uh, this time it's JJ who's on the train. Uh, because yeah. there is no, right. Um, she was coming yeah. back from somewhere else. Yeah, and she's she coming back there in two hours. She's going to be yes. there in two hours, right? Uh, that's how we're introduced to the scene. Then we see two guys running alongside the train, and then the train mysteriously stops, and a guy in an army jacket gets on the train. We see him like head hat pulled down, army jacket gets onto the train. So then a cop comes on board, and so right away. They are just amping things up right from the start. And then a cop comes yeah. on board and she's like, I'm I'm in the NCI, what's going on? And he's like, okay, uh, we're chasing down a m- multiple murderer. His He and his partner were fleeing from me. And one of them got hit by the train. And we think another guy got on the train. Like, we yeah. think the other one got, uh, other guy got on the train and we're searching the train now for him. She's like, great, do it. The problem is, watching... <laughs> This woman with an NCI badge talking to a cop, the person seeing that is the guy with schizophrenia and disassociation. Well, not even, uh, I was about to say multiple personality. He doesn't. He just no. has um, visions that someone is talking to him. Yes. Right? Although and- I have to ad- I have to admit that Jeff Cobra did a better job. Oh, yeah. Jeff Cobra. <laughs> I-, I liked the guy who was yeah. telling this guy to murder. I think he did a good job. But no, Jeff Cobra did a better job in that part in the original. As being just terrifying. Yeah. Uh, but this guy did a really good job as the uh, as the scientist as this, who has yeah. gone mad and has this person in his head 
telling him to hurt people, right? Yeah. He, like, the actor did a really good job in the part. Uh, and you're right that the vision wasn't as good as Jeff Cobra, but he's fantastic. And I love how, even more so than the original, it doesn't play coy with the audience and make you think that might be a person. Like, it's really open about the fact that this is his delusion. Delusion. Because yeah. they're constantly, like, showing shots where when you're foot close up on him, the guy's whispering to him, and then in the wide shot, there's nobody there. Like, mm -hmm. They're not hiding it at all. In a way, yeah. I really appreciate and respect it. And so I, quite logically, I thought, assumed that the whole episode was going to be a recreation of the uh, of the train episode, Derailed, or whatever it was called, from the first season yeah. of Criminal Minds. And instead, they wrapped this whole thing up in half an hour. Oh, yeah, I think even less than that. Yeah, I mean, like it was very it was very interesting because they didn't have the Spencer character doing the magic tricks and the We'll fussy talk stuff. about that in a second. We'll talk yeah. about that in a second. Uh, because it's something that interests me about the show and something we haven't really talked about in Criminal Minds ever that this show has kind of focused me on. But, like, okay. the meat of it, the meat of it is all there, right? Yes. Because they, there's this guy, he's um, schizophrenic in a they're all out to get me traditional kind of way. Uh, they yeah. do the whole thing where he wants to talk to the man in charge, and so they're like, okay, well, you know, team manager Kang is like, I'll pretend to be the man in charge, right? Yep. I will come out there, I will be in a suit, I will walk up to our, uh, you know, we will drive up in a car, I will no, walk no. to my command center, yes, and I won't have, even pay I, attention to it. Yes. I love I love that they they have a bus, of course. No, instead of a plane! <laughs> this, instead of a, a plane, they've got, and the bus is fully loaded. Oh, yeah. It's great. You know, it's 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 huge. It's yeah. a huge bus. It's almost the size of a double decker, but it's only a single. I know. It's and fantastic. so that even Penelope can go on the bus. I know, and she's got her whole computer rig there. No, yeah. the bus was such a great replacement for the plane because let's oh, face yeah. it, Korea ain't that big. You no. don't have to fly everywhere. <laughs> no, you don't need it. They just take their awesome bus to wherever they need to go in the country. And can and, I say, yeah. what an awesome train. Oh, I know. <laughs> Didn't that train look beautiful? Oh, I could sit in that train all day. I don't know why they don't have trains like that going across the U.S. Oh, well, Because you know, they've got um, the flat. Never mind. They've got the flat. This, uh, no, there's this thing called the oil industry. Yeah, I know. That encouraged everyone to get private cars. And that's why there's been no, uh, like, so they could make money off of that. And as a consequence, there's been no investment in public transportation. So that's that's why they don't have yeah. that in America. The answer is always, turns out the bad guy was capitalism. Who could have guessed? <laughs> Who could have guessed? Unlike Canada, where the bad guy is the weather. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, that's oh the problem God. with trains. Yeah, you, it's hard to do high-speed trains when there might be four feet of ice on the track. Yeah, on the track and going, going up north and everything oh, else. God. And so, so often you end up you know, losing time, a yeah. lot of time. Oh, absolutely. You know, anyway, let's get back to our show because it absolutely. was... It's, no, it's good. Uh, but all of the same beats are there. They figure out what's going yeah. on. They realize, okay, he's fidgeting like he's trying to dig something out of his arm. It's a normal thing for people with this kind of schizophrenia to think they're being tracked and watched and have stuff under their arms. Back in the old days, it was bugs. Now it's microchips, right? But yeah. it's like a normal rate uh sorry it's a normal variance of this kind yeah. of mental illness. delusion yeah yeah back in the day you used to think bugs now people think they're getting microchips and yeah. so 
they're like, okay, well, what if I did the, and so our Derek character says, okay, well, what if I sleight of hand? I cut into his arm, I take out a pair of tweezers, I jam in his arm, and then boom, sleight of hand, I take out a bloody microchip. Yeah. And they're like, it's unbelievably risky because he's already shot two people, the train conductor and the cop, right? So he's, like, if he thinks you're a cop or a secret agent too, he might just shoot you. Yeah. Right? And it's it's very risky, but he, of course, goes to do it. He does it. It all works. But then, and this is the part I loved, uh... The criminal. The criminal's like, it's a scam, you idiot! Because he's, you know, he knows there's no way he's getting off this train. So he's like, let's do as much damage as I can before I get caught. And so he tries to team up with them. And they think quite, you know, smartly to reverse things on this guy. It's like, no, don't you get it? This guy's a thief and a murderer. Who do you think broke into your lab? Right? Yeah. (laughs) Who do you think broke into your lab and was messing with all of your research? I'm like, this is brilliant. This is yeah, we did microchip you because we knew he was going to come after at some point uh, you at some point, and we wanted to be able to find you to rescue you from him. Like, (laughs) (laughs) it's such a great lie. (laughs) It's such a great lie, and of course, because they're dealing with a delusional character, he's going to believe it. He's going to massively paranoid. Yeah, character paranoid and and self-important because that's the thing. He thinks that there are massive conspiracies in effect, which he specifically is the victim of. So that kind of story is going to make perfect sense to him. Sense to him. And I did like that they did. They took the the psychiatrist. Yep. You know, and it was just tiny with her. You know, mm-hmm. she doesn't die or anything. Nope. But you get the gist of why he was on the train. Yes. You know, and how wrong she had been. Yeah, because she thought he was ready to go to an event to talk well, about. Of course, and she said, and the other guy said, I mean, because they already said that he was off his, basically he was off his medication. Yeah, and she thought he was ready for that. And, well, the fact that, you know, the Jeff Cobra character is there talking to him kind of proves that he was not ready for that step. Yeah, and and this is where we also get the first, um, the fact that um, the Spencer Reed character. Yeah. Has yep. his mother as well has schizophrenia. Yeah, and they just drop it in, and him just looking yeah. at the guy and be like, you know, in ten years that's going to be me. And yeah. he's just got this resignedness to it. Yes, and he's and not. And what I love is that everybody already knows this about him. Yep. Like it's it's a much more open thing. It's not this dark secret in the dispensary character's background. It's like he's talked about. He's obviously talked about it with them in the past. Yeah. Because he looks yeah. at this guy who's, you know, just killed people and gone nuts, and he's like, that's going to be me. And of course, JJ's like, not necessarily. Like, you don't know that it's going to be inherited. Yeah, inheritable conditions aren't always inherited. Right? Yeah. Just and like, Kang, no way Kang sure. says, yeah. you know, and don't worry about it. Yeah. There's no point in worrying about it before, you know, it becomes an issue. Yeah. And like, damn. And they've got all these people that they work with that will see it when it happens. Exactly. Yeah, because you're surrounded by people, you know, who know you and who care about you. So if you start going down that road, they'll see it right away. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's such a healthier relationship all oh, these people have. Look, these people have such, so, 
everything is so much healthier in this in, in this, this cadre of people in this version of criminal minds everyone is just like so on each other's side in a really interesting way well they're also but they also all have flaws and they've of all course. got problems that's yep. not the issue but you don't find the the massive sort of covering up either yeah. no you're not and it's nice that like right after uh you know like literally directly after they get back from the train thing uh you know team leader kang is like all right everybody's you know we're doing dinner at my place yeah right it's a team celebration we had a risky thing and everybody's got to get to know the new guy in the team so we're doing team dinner at my place yeah and like and so we get the happy idyllic scene with his family and everybody getting along and i'm like wow this is a little early for the show to be wrapping up but no the show's not <laughs> wrapping up <laughs> feels like the end of the episode but no because we cut right to him going to visit the guy who's dying from emphysema who made the deal with the reaper, reaper that he would go away like that the reaper would go away if he stopped the investigation for the rest of his life and he tells kang about it and he's like maybe you guys could have caught him but we weren't getting anywhere right we weren't yeah. getting anywhere and I could and he said he was gonna kill my, and that's the extra thing. He said he was gonna kill my family next. Yeah. There's this extra level of it. Not only that, but you also get Kang being very understanding of it. Oh yeah, completely. He disagrees with his because choice, the, but he gets why he did it. He gets why he did it, and the guy is so remorseful. Oh god, yeah. He's been torturing himself for the past seven years. Yeah. Obviously obviously and then he got sick it would have been all right if he'd lived for 30 years but nope no seven years later and, and so it's like he and he's got because he's like has this thing of i i betrayed you know my job and i betrayed you and i thought it would solve the problem but now i'm failing like you by dying of this disease yeah right Bef while the guy's still young enough to go back to kill him yep and it's like such a brutal scene, even mm -hmm. more so than it was in the Reaper episode of Criminal Minds. Yeah, yeah, I, it's for Ooh. sure. I mean, there's no, there's no question. It's it's tighter. Yep. Like it doesn't have a lot of. I think that's what you notice is that they have tightened up so many of these stories. I mean, yep. look at the train story, but yeah, exactly. they've even tightened up little scenes. Right, that that makes such a difference, and they become more powerful because they are so focused yeah, no, just I agree with that. on the key. And what's uh, um, what is this scene about? And I think it's because within this milieu, we're it's more okay for people to be openly emotional in a way that you don't get in American television. Like the way this guy is is haunted and broken by the thing he did is played so much more openly and it's much more powerful than it was in the American version. Well, I yeah, I, I think by the time we get to the, 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 the Reaper, the end of the Reaper story. Oh, well, we'll be talking about more of that in about 20 minutes, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. So, or, so, so, of course. So, yeah. so he's like, okay, uh, I know about this deal. And he's like, and he's going to come to you next is what he tells Kang. And so you've got to figure out what you're going to do when you get the call. Yeah, because you're the next, because he wants you're to go to the most line. powerful yeah. and you're the most powerful man. So he's yeah. going to go after you. Yeah. 
and why and yeah because what it means to him is to have this power over people like mm-hmm. the power he has over people is even better than what he gets from killing right like yeah. this, ha- this you know this obsession with controlling these strong men and spoiler alert we find out why that is in a way we never did with the reaper yeah. <laughs> yes yep oh man that was good uh but anyway uh the, takes a uh, while before we get takes there a but while yes before we get there but we do this reaper we- is a fully rounded character in a way that the original reaper never was yeah like that's just a fact just because we liked Hayden Church doesn't mean that we thought the Hayden character Church. was necessary. Oh no, Thomas! Uh, no, no, you're thinking about uh, you're con- you're conflating. Uh, oh, uh, wait a minute. Yeah, Thomas Hayden Church with um, oh god, who played the Reaper? Uh, see Thomas Howell. Boom, done. That's it. It's Thomas. See Thomas, Thomas, Thomas Howell. Yeah, well, yes. there's Hayden Church. There's Thomas Hayden Church and see Thomas Howell. I totally understand how that happened. Yes, yes, uh, yes. <laughs> that, double last names always get yeah. you. All right. Yeah, see Thomas Howell. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, we loved him. I mean, you can listen to those episodes. We loved him as the Reaper. Uh, we loved how they kept bringing him back in dream sequences. Mm-hmm. He did a really great job, but there's one thing he couldn't handle, which is he couldn't do anything about. His Reaper is not as well-written and fully realized a character as, as this, Reaper. this Reaper was. And so all he could do was take the stock, intense villainy of the Reaper and give it life and character, and verb, and make it watchable, which is what he did. Yes. But he didn't turn Reaper into a real person. Well, he didn't have, he didn't have a backstory. Exactly. (laughs) He didn't have the material in a way this guy does. does. We'll get to Oh, this was, this, I mean, this whole thing, it was, it was really hard to watch. It's so hard to watch. Like, it's so much more powerful and intense. Oh! Oh, okay, so here's the thing. Um, and this is where they get the scope, uh, in a way that the criminal minds people don't get the scope. Okay, so first off, having a scene right after Kang finds out about it, and we see that the Reaper is watching and taking photos. Mm-hmm. And so he knows that Kang has gotten the message. Because we see the Reaper taking the photos. And then, right afterwards, the Reaper shows up, to be, uh, to the, the old boss. I've forgotten the old boss's name, but that's not yeah. important. Okay. Your part in the story is over. So do you want to know who I was? And he takes off and he's there to kill him. Cause yeah. that guy's part of the story is over, but he doesn't have to kill him because the finding out who he was was is so such horrifying. A shock and so horrifying that he has a heart attack and yeah. he dies. And, of course, so he didn't have to kill him, and no one realizes the Reaper, you know, caused this man to die. And it's such a beautiful way to amp up the stakes and amp up what the Reaper is into. To, for have him to, like, go there to kill the guy, because all he cares about is the narrative where he's taking on these powerful men, and that guy's not a powerful man anymore, so he's, he's just going to kill him, because it's not his part of the story anymore. Wow! He's dying. It's such a good scene. He's dying, yeah. but the Reaper, if he lets him die, like the guy did in the Reaper did in the original, the Reaper won't get a chance to gloat. And what the yeah. Reaper wants more than anything else is a chance to gloat. He wants a chance to prove how smart he is and prove that he won. And, and boy, I scene. tell you, the fact that he looked in horror at him 
Like you don't know what it is no. because that is not part of the original criminal mind story. Yeah. So you don't know why he's so horrified and it all pays off when you find out who the Reaper really now, is. Now to be fair, we can assume, we can, we know why he was so horrified because spoiler alert, I mean, hopefully you know who the Reaper is because we know who the Reaper is. Uh, uh, yeah, it's cause it's the one survivor. It's the one survivor of the Reaper's attacks. And so the the guy's horror comes from the fact that he has talked to this guy for hours. He has spent hours of his life talking to this man, comforting this man, dealing with this guy, trying to negotiate, right, through this guy's pain so this guy could help him find the Reaper. And he was the Reaper the whole time. Yeah. Of course it kills him. Of course. And... I, it's just like, it's one of those things where you have to imagine the writer of the episode, of the original episode of Criminal Minds, getting a chance to watch this and being like, why didn't we do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did we not think of that? It's so much more powerful. Oh, God, it's so good. Um, yeah. yeah, and so then the Reaper goes back to killing people. Like, he kills a couple in their car, just like is his normal MO. He does yeah. it just like he always did. And then after he's killed someone, announced that I'm back, you get a bunch of scenes with the team investigating, like, is the Reaper really back? Is this a copycat? What's going on? And, you know, eventually he does, like, Kang does eventually tell the team that the Reaper is back. Right? Uh, and well, and he, he shows he shows the note and the deal. Yeah, exactly. Because he has guy. the proof. Yeah. Right away, he go, he shows. Yeah, because yeah. they're know. like, is this a copycat? And he's like, it's not the copycat. Here's the note that was sent to the uh, guy by the Reaper. Seven years ago. And so, so that night, just yeah. like in the episode of Criminal Minds, uh, we we get the call, right? Like, do will you do you accept the deal? And, of course, Kang doesn't want to do it, doesn't want to betray, saw what it did to that guy. Like, uh, saw what it did to his former boss, doesn't want to, doesn't want that to happen to him, and he wants the Reaper caught. And he's like, no, go ahead. You know, it's like, we're going to catch you. Exactly like Hotch did in the original. And I'm going to say it, I think what the Reaper does, uh, and this is a mistake that Americans make in thinking that more death is more dramatic. Because... What the Reaper does in the original is he goes and then he shoots eight people on a bus. Yeah. He hangs up the phone and he goes and shoots eight people on a bus. And we never meet those people. We don't know anything about those people. And fundamentally, those people are not part of the Reaper's MO and are not part of what the Reaper cares about. So choosing those victims for a mass casualty attack doesn't really tell us anything about the Reaper. That's right. Like it, Whereas it in this one... Damn! What we, what we have is a couple and their two kids who have gone camping. Yep. And pointedly, oh. the Reaper... Uh, first off, because and the reason he does the bus thing in the original is because the Reaper is based on the Zodiac killer. And yeah. the Zodiac threatened to attack a bus. And it was just their cheeky reference to that. Okay? Yeah. And it was a bus full of school kids in the, the, in the Zodiac killer's threat. But they're not going to do that on Criminal Minds. I mean, they literally did attack a bus full of school kids later, but the kids didn't die, so it's fine. Also, they were, like, all 18. Uh, anyway, it, it was it's actually been tough for us to figure out what is the age of moral responsibility where it's fine for kids to get murdered on screen in Criminal Minds, and we figure it's about 15. 
right? Yeah. Or 14, 15, 15 16. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, because the kid who gets burned alive in the car, I feel like, is maybe 13, 14. But they never do that again after that one time. That's like the youngest kid who ever gets killed on camera. Uh, anyway, but <laughs> the point is, this one is so much better because instead of just being a reference to the Zodiac Killer, it teaches us something about, like, because he goes after this mother, uh, this is the first time he's ever killed parents, right? And not only does he kill yeah. the parents in this horribly brutal fashion, he waited until the kids were out of the tent. Yeah. Right? Then he goes in and he kills the parents. And then he goes and he finds the kids and you're like, oh my God, is he going to kill those kids? Yeah. No, that's exactly what you're worried about. Because you were sure no, I was. Have, I was terrified he was going to kill those kids because I had no reason to expect he wouldn't. Because, you know, this isn't criminal minds. All bets <laughs> are right. off. All you know? bets are off. This is this is Korean criminal minds, okay? <laughs> yes. It's a whole different animal. Um, but then he doesn't kill the kids. Instead, he's like eerily pleasant with them and uses the son's phone to call 911 or whatever 911 is in Korea. Yeah. And just says, there has been a murder and leaves the phone on for them to come and find him. Yeah. And that's the thing. We will later find out that the significant uh, scene that, like, triggered this was he was watching the, he was, like, walking around the park looking for potential victims and he sees these parents arguing. Like, arguing and being unpleasant and ignoring their children. Yeah. And that triggers something. He's like, these are the ones. That triggers something in him that we won't find out the significance of for a while. Yeah. Um, so they do the whole sequence where they have to find the remaining victim, hoping to get some new evidence. Uh, right? Hoping to get some new evidence and figure out who, uh, uh, like, see if he has remembered anything over the years, blah, blah, blah. So they do the whole thing where they track down to the, like, a journalist has written a book that he was interviewed for. And that journalist is calling a num like is getting a number, uh, sorry, calling a number once every week, and so they figure he's in contact with. Uh, I'm trying to think his name. The survivor. Joe, the survivor. The Zodiac killer. You know, the Reaper. Uh, so they figure he's in contact, and they got to figure out a way to get it. So they uh, they fake a call from the Reaper to the <laughs> to the journalist, journalist to get the journalist to admit that he did it, and then boom, done. Uh, it was very nicely done. And so they, they, we go, we meet the Reaper, uh, the survivor. Well, case. we re- meet the survivor. We the don't survivor. know he's the, I mean, yes. if you had never seen Criminal Minds. You would have no would, idea. No. You would have absolutely no idea. Like, I just tried to forget everything about the Criminal Minds Reaper. Right. To watch this. Now, and if it wasn't specifically really like it. Yeah. Then, um, then I was, I was sort of watching him like, you know, and I it's just, such a good job. He does. He does such a good job of and I'll surviving tell- oh, God, uh, yeah. being well, the survivor. I, what I loved about his, his performances, right. Is with C. Thomas Howell, the way he chose, chose to play it. And if, um, if you interpreted this differently, please let me know. But I, what I felt the way he played the survivor character was a guy who is scared, yes, but he is like guy who is resigned and who has had the sort of Damocles hanging over his head for so long that he's like almost become fatalistic. 
Like he's scared, yeah. but he knows the guy's coming back at one point, and he just he accepts that it's going to happen. Like a wave is going to crash on him, and he just doesn't know when. Right? Yeah. Whereas this guy plays it like he is actively terrified all the time. Yes. Like he is, just... and he can't get rid of the yeah. nightmare. Yeah. He can't get rid he's of the still nightmare. Still in the moment. He... Yeah, he can't get rid of the, uh, yeah, uh, at all. And he's falling apart and he's taking all these pills to keep himself sane. Yep. And and he's hiding out. Oh, yeah, he's like literally hiding in a hovel that has boarded up windows and like doesn't go anywhere except to get food and nobody sees him and he talks to nobody. Yeah, except the reporter. Except the reporter once a week. Damn, like, and he plays it so thoroughly. Like, and he plays it so incredibly well. The idea that, like, every time he's out of this hovel, he is in that character. When people come to see him, he is in that character. And it's like, he's so small and pathetic. Like, it really, it really amps it up. Like, it makes the reveal more powerful than mm -hmm. uh, it was when C. Thomas Howell was revealed as the book. And it makes it more pos it makes it feel more possible because they specifically cast as the reporter this like kind of mean looking dude. Yeah. <laughs> they, they he really has like a, an angry vibe that Justin Lewis didn't have in the original. And you're like, it opens up the very real possibility. Again, I, I assume they were doing the same story. But if you were a person watching it the full time, the first time, based on the psychology of the Reaper. And what we know about what he did with the cop, it opens up the very real possibility that the reporter is the Reaper. Yeah. And he's loving, he is loving Torturing. what he's done to this guy. Yeah. And by keeping him on this hook for how many, for like seven years, like checking in every week to make sure he's still afraid. You believe the way they, they, the way they frame it, you believe that's something the reporter could be doing. Yeah. There could be this really sinister thing behind. And of course, the narcissism of the Reaper would lead him to want to write a book about himself. Like, it all completely tracks. A world where the reporter is the Reaper makes perfect sense psychologically in this episode in yep. a way you never would have thought that in the original. That's, yeah, I mean, that that's always exactly the case. Like, it it is... It just ramps up the stakes consistently. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's I think, what impressed me so much about this. It had taken what is already really, like, a you know, a powerful setup and an interesting episode, and they find ways to just amp up the stakes so much higher than Criminal Minds ever did. Yep. So impressive. So, yeah, like, wow. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, all right. <laughs> Then, then we get, uh, we're about to get to the rough stuff, so, you know, warning. Real warning this time. Uh, so we get, uh, two oh. big pieces of information. So the team is focused on tracking down, they're rechecking all of the suspects that the Reaper could have been. Yeah. Right? Uh, alright, all the suspects the Reaper could have been. And, uh, uh, and so they're checking in with them. Who are the guys who have, you know, sexual violence in their past, who have crimes against women in their past, who, right? And so they're going down the list and they're like, look at the things the Reaper has accomplished. 
there's no way like they're assuming he's got they're using the classic profiling assumption he's got to be a professional man like he's got to be a guy who is comfortable in business settings and he has to be he has to have resources to have pulled off the stuff he pulled off like it, all of their profile makes perfect sense right and so they find a guy uh they find a guy who like matches it best you know uh attacks on women right like rough history he has he you know works as a businessman goes to work every day blah, blah, like all of the things so they go and they chase him down and we get an awesome chase scene <laughs> well yeah they know how to do chase scenes well yeah and it's like are we gonna chase scene once every two hour episode because like last time we had that awesome car chase here we have this great foot chase in which Derek also steals a uh a delivery motorcycle. guy's motorcycle to like uh, uh cut the guy off through a bunch of alleys which he does hitting him with the motorcycle <laughs> it's a fun scene like it's a yeah. really fun scene as if it's like you get these really fun action scenes in the show that was were not really and i think it's part of tell me how you read this because this is how i read this like there is a more um i don't know if melodrama is the right word but there is like a more heightened kind of the drama where it's like criminal minds isn't the type of show like we didn't mention that the like uh that the trains thing ended with him having a fist fight with the criminal yes right uh because it did like derek had a fist fight with the criminal and they had like an awesome close quarters fist fight inside the train that was filmed really well we didn't even mention it because there was so much else to talk about <laughs> and this episode where it has a car chase and i'll say that we've often talked about how criminal minds isn't really realistic but what i think it points out is that um it's not really a realistic show but it it likes the air of realism like, it wants to feel like an NCIS show or something like that. Like it's set in the real world. Like, it's a story about serious people who put on suits and go to locations and talk to people. And that's how they solve crimes. Well, now this and then is... They have to shoot this... You know what I really like? What's that? As well, is that they spend so much time searching and researching. You get a sense that these people... Yeah. Right? Rather than just having the computer person do everything they're they're doing the legwork themselves they they do legwork and that's been true right from the beginning they do the legwork they talk to people yeah they don't you just know. have garcia here's the list of the four possible suspects it's probably number 3 yeah whereas <laughs> they're all sitting there going through things and what are they looking for and they come down with uh yeah and, and you're right they're like all of the entire job of profiling is just done by people sitting at a desk and and talking until one of them has a ridiculous epiphany yes you know not not so on this show as you say they're out there and they're doing things what i was saying was like this show is willing to like in a have this heightened action movie kind of reality when it wants to yeah like in a way that i don't think criminal minds ever did or ever would i think the closest it came was that time a bunch of mercenaries kidnapped Derek. Yeah. It was not a good episode, but uh, but that's but even the when they, they went ever... that way, they, yeah. when they went that way, they didn't know how to do it. As I said, as I said, the first the first episode, it makes Kim Criminal Minds look like a first draft. Yeah, absolutely. And this is the show they had been meaning to make the whole thing. That's what it, you're right. That's what it feels like. Like this is the show that Criminal Minds was supposed to be. All right, so 
What I'm saying is I find it interesting that they have this willingness to go to these big action set pieces in a way that Criminal Minds never would. And uh, they do it without breaking the world of the show or the emotion of the characters and making it feel too unrealistic. Like, this isn't giant action, but you just wouldn't have this kind of hybrid foot and car chase that ends with them, you know, knocking a guy <laughs> over, over with, with a, motorcycle. a motorcycle and then, like, pinning him to the ground. It turns out the guy had, um, like, had uh, hired an underage sex worker, or, let's face it, exploited a teenage runaway the night yeah. before, and that's why he was running. And they have footage of him, like, uh, footage of him finding the girl at roughly the time well not roughly exactly the time the shooting was because they know when the shooting was because the reaper always calls in his crimes yes so they know they they do find out pretty quickly after he confesses that he couldn't have done it and then we get the uh right on top of each other we get that the kids have information that could help lead to the reaper and at the same time we get that the reaper ah has uh, decided to go after Kang's family. Yeah. Because what is the information they had? Oh, yeah, the Reaper, and no one searched the kids because they were so traumatized. Why search the kids? The Reaper had put a picture of Kang's family inside of the little girl's pocket. Yeah. <laughs> oh! That was, uh, that was dramatic. Yeah. And so he... <laughs> Just... Yeah. yeah. And so he goes to the mall that they're at, and he lures the son away, and he says to Kang, like, you know, you didn't take me seriously last time, and now a family is dead. How do you like it now that I've got your son? Yeah, and then you Oof. see them doing all the screenshots looking for the kid. Yep, they they search through the security cameras. They desperately try to find the kid. Like, it's it's good. Like, it's a good scene. They're racing through. I mean, it's like that time on Criminal Minds when there is an abduction in a mall. But, you yeah. know, handled... Yeah. Uh, it's it's not the whole episode. It's just a piece of the episode, and it's a damn fine piece of the episode. It's very ten, like it's very intense, very well shot, really scary, like just a really great scene. And you assume the kid's not going to die now, but again, it's it's Korean Criminal Minds. You don't know. Yes, and 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 of course for me because I've been watching other Korean dramas dramas like cop shows and things like that i'm going you know kids aren't safe nobody's safe in <laughs> in those things right you just can't assume yeah you know that everybody's going to be safe oh um, god yeah you know and i thought oh are they going to kill his wife but that she's already pregnant and <laughs> i know <laughs> i was just like oh they're no. not really going to kill off his pregnant wife are they is what i found out what i thought or I thought, you know, she was going to have the kid by the time the Reaper story happened. But the Reaper story is happening, and his wife's still alive and pregnant. And so we're, we're just, after they kidnap the kid, they're like, are they going to kill his kid instead of killing his wife? Like, where is this going? Uh, so, oh, and um, I forgot to mention that they did, she does offer one other piece of information. But right? that's later. She doesn't yeah, offer right. No, they go back. The they go time. back to see her again. You're right. And then um, they find out that Penelope works at this place. Oh my god, how great was that? Oh, <laughs> uh, so you know how Penelope runs, um, like, uh, what is it, victim support groups? Yeah. Yeah, it turns out this Penelope does that too. But sort she of, mostly, yeah. so she mostly, a lot of the time, just works with kids and does it by putting on, like, 
uh, plays to help kids, you know, deal with stressful issues. And so she's like walking around in a mascot costume. And they oh, no, don't. It was... This beautiful, like, big fluffy mascot costume. And it's great because they don't know Penelope's there. So they watch the whole play. And then they come to talk to the kids. And then uh, then one of the mascots is like, hey! And she takes off the head and it's Penelope. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what are you guys doing here? Oh, it made me so happy that they yeah. found a way to combine um, the, the character Penelope's, you know, desperation to help victims with her love of theater in a way that was completely unexpected and utterly delightful. Yes. And it's, like, I mean, because those those characters, it was actually good, right? There was yeah. five or six characters, and then they take yeah, off their heads. Play, yeah. And then they take off their heads to say things. And it's Penelope. Oh, yeah. I love that. Uh, so yeah, now they're in a bad situation. They get the kid back. Uh, the, the wife and son are put into witness protection and moved out of the city, right? And they got yeah. the guy who's the equivalent of who, um, uh, oh god, um, trying to remember who played him in Criminal Minds. Doesn't matter. All right, well, a famous actor from the movie Cutting Edge. Yeah. D.B. Sweeney? Uh, whatever. Oh, it, it might be. Might be. Anyway, uh, might be that. Um, we remember him mostly from the incredibly short-lived uh, Chris Carter show Harsh World. Uh, yeah. Harsh Realm. Harsh Realm, which Harsh is a, Realm. a really good show that was canceled way too quickly. Terry O'Quinn was the bad guy, and it was great. It was good. It was yeah. really good, but it, you Just know, went the yeah. way of... It was too soon. Way too soon to do a show about The Matrix. Because that's what it was about, and it came out before The Matrix. It was literally <laughs> a show know. about The Matrix, and a guy taking over The Matrix and trying to use it to control, like, gradually destroy the real world, so that only the place was where he was God would exist. So, you know, basically The Matrix. Yep. Uh, but anyway, really good show. Liked it a lot. Uh, but uh, went away very quickly. But anyway, that's what I remember him from being from is the second lead on that show. Uh, so yeah, they've got the guy who's who's like, "Don't worry, I'll protect her." Blah 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 blah. We all we all know what's about to happen to this one. Yeah. I'll protect your family. So they keep looking into the Reaper, and they're like, "Could it be the like? Could it be?" Well, and but. You've kind of kind. Of, they, they get yeah. the kid back, and then they get a call to go to the to the center where the children are being uh, having the getting psychological counseling. stuff, yeah. getting the counseling and stuff. And, and that's the little girl, the Penelope scene, and the has, little girl has a new piece of information. Yeah, she says he smelled like mint, mint candy. Yes, and that makes uh, our apprentice start thinking of something. Yes. Uh, and start thinking of something, and it's like, because in addition to all of the, and she doesn't quite get there yet. No. But what we've noticed is, and if you were paying attention, you noticed, in addition to all of his various medications, the Reaper is completely, like, like, just chews Tic Tacs obsessive. Like, he's never not sucking on a Tic Tac, and he's always got a full bottle of them with him. And she doesn't quite make that connection because it could never enter the possibility that the Reaper could be the victim, like would never enter her mind. No, it doesn't enter anybody's mind right away. Yeah, no, no, at not all. at all. It doesn't. They just, oh yeah, you know. Yeah. So, so you get that. You don't get the, you know, all of a sudden, 
Yeah, it, the flash it, of it, genius thing. The flash, flash of genius thing. No, no, they have to think <laughs> think about this one, right? Yeah. Because they're making it tight. And so you get, then then you get the scenes, of course, where the guy who protected them was... Yeah, was attacked. You know, yeah, was attacked. Gets, gets attacked and doesn't give up where they are. But in his phone, the guy just goes through the last numbers that were called. The Reaper goes and finds her, and it, and he, he goes does, through his speed dial. Goes through his speed, yes. Like speed it's, dial, it's a very it's dial. a very nice little scene, and he yeah. says, "Well, yeah, someone would be calling all the time. Well, I bet you you've got it on speed dial because it would yeah. be so much faster that way." He calls the first speed yeah. dial number, it's calls the second. The second one her. is them, is her, Damn. and then tells her the same lie, the exact that, same lie from the original, from the original, and she does the same sort of thing she doesn't call to double check no which we complained about vociferously and i i still think it's a reach here okay yeah no no i agree i agree it's, it's the one still thing... a reach here it's it's the, the one thing they didn't fix yeah every other thing in like every part of the reaper story has been re reimagined and improved from the original Except for this, which has the exact same problem. Why yeah. isn't she calling JJ? Why isn't she calling Prentice? Why isn't she calling the boss? Why isn't yeah. she going to a police station? And and the thing is, like, in the original, like, she has even less of an excuse because she and Hotch are already separated. She's yeah. already living on her own. And, like, she's shown to have a relationship to the rest of the team, more even more so than this woman does. Mm -hmm. And at that point, at the point where it happens, right, she's been in witness protection for four months yeah. or five months, whereas in, maybe longer, right? In yeah. this episode, she's only been gone for a day. Yeah. Like, all of this is happening so fast that it's like to the point where you don't know how to make decisions. This is the kind of stressful situation you've never been in. You don't know the protocols. This is all happening incredibly fast. It's slightly less unbelievable here because she's under an insane amount of pressure and this has only been going on for one day rather than the four months that have been going on for Haley. Yeah. Because she doesn't like, Haley knows all about the Reaper. Haley has been on the run for, well, in the run, but in for witness protection for four months. She should have been smarter. It's still a problem here. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, cutting too much slack. I don't think it's still a problem here. I just don't think it's as big of a problem as it was in the original. No, and she's so and she's so apologetic to Kang. Oh when, God, how horrible yeah, was that scene? That when when she's talking to <sighs> Kang, her husband, you know, her husband, yeah, her team team leader Kang. Team leader Kang is what we always yes. refer to him as. I don't yeah. even know his full name. Uh, they've said uh, it a bunch of times, but I, I but they call him Team Leader Kang so frequently. All I the time. I mean, they, and you can see you can see that there is in this team there is a clear hierarchical Hierarch. oh, structure absolutely. that and you know and the names and uh, yeah it it is it's interesting to watch. Yeah, the fact that he's even always called by the members of his own team as Team Leader Kang, like his yeah. full title is always used. Yeah, and yeah, because you're right. There's this respect, and then there's this hierarchy that was never in Criminal Minds. Yeah, that there just never was in Criminal Minds, and I think it's more realistic. Uh, but anyway, so uh, he he invites her to come there, and now we get uh the thing 
that uh, we, we, we skipped one step, which is he didn't know how to find the guys in witness protection, right? Because he, he wanted to find the people in witness protection. And so he's like, I've got to get into their computers. And he doesn't know how to do it. And so what he does is, and this is where it amps way up beyond the original. I had no idea this was coming and I, I couldn't take it. He murders the reporter's family. And, but he just told the reporter he's kidnapped them and he would let them go if the reporter goes and, and pretends and pretends to be him. Because yeah. what he needs the reporter to do is to get them to put a memory key into their computer. Yeah. And that's what they do because they think they have the Reaper. They put in the memory key. They find all of the pictures the Reaper took at his various crime scenes. All very well documented. And by the way, in addition to that, the footage of him murdering the reporter's family before he ever told the reporter to pretend to be him. So Jesus. Yeah. It's it was so horrid. much. It's so horrid. Like I didn't, I did not see that you're coming. Just, and yeah. it's so nightmarish. You're ramping up the stakes. It's even worse. So much worse than the original. Which, which takes it, which will bring us to the okay. end. So of course he kidnaps. <sighs> so he manages to get Haley and he manages to get, Han and they're Yat just Bai. sitting at the house. Han Bai, the son. The son. And, uh, and so Kang is racing to the house. And in this one situation, because he was already in the area, we can accept that he actually was the closest cop to the house. Yeah. Because they don't do any of the things from the original where uh, he's like, you know, I'm just talking to you. No cops. Right? And the team is listening in and they figure out where he's going. He's like, no, he's on the phone. I know people are listening. Come to your house. And yeah. we're going to wrap this up. And then he kills the wife, you know, on, shoots the her call. on the phone call. As he did. As he did in the original. And we do the scene, right? We do the scene of, um, we do the exact same scene of him telling him to go work on the case, i.e. hide in the cupboard next to dad's work desk. Like all of that stuff, like all of that stuff, happens exactly as it did in the original. Yeah, which, which, which is this. Oh, phew. I know. The second he said <laughs> that, I'm like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Oh, the kid's God. gonna be okay because I wasn't gonna... sure the kid was gonna be okay. Not the way the guy. episode had been going, because I was not sure that kid was gonna be okay. Because when you see, you see, the thing is, is that he's telling, he tells Kang that he has his wife and son yeah already and that that's who he's killed yeah you know i mean we know it's the we end up knowing it's the, the reporter's family yeah but i know what the we team know, is we... first told like the because the reaper comes on the screen with his mask and he's like check this out yeah and there's a family way in the background and we realize it's the, and you yeah, can't but, see them but there's this moment where you're like did he just did that already happen? What? But yeah, it's just, it's the reporter's family, but oh my god. But in killing the reporter's family, again, the show demonstrates a willingness to go to a place the original didn't. Yeah. And so you don't know his son's going to survive immediately until yeah. you get that moment of saying, help me with, you know, like, help me solve the case. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, they're doing it. It's fine. They're doing okay. it. Okay. Okay. Uh, but one thing, um, one wonderful clue we didn't mention earlier about how messed up the Reaper is right uh about how unbelievably messed up the reaper is 
So there was this weird thing where in his conversation with with, uh, with Prentice, uh, Prentice and, he and... tells this story about how um, the about how his fiance's fingers were broken because they were clenched tight from the uh, uh, from when she was getting stabbed and like and they and he tried to pull them open because they were bad and then they had to the paramedics had to, uh, ended up having to break her fingers to get them open and they're like and when they're thinking back it's like that's a weird thing to focus on and it's a weird thing to notice and remember when supposedly you were so brutally stabbed and we find out what happened there which is he's uh the character is so like this oral fixation of like needing to calm himself by having the tic tacs is so intense that after he stabbed his girlfriend he was uh right he was so like he needed and he didn't have any tic tacs but he remembered she had one in her hand when he was stabbing her so he pried her hand open breaking her fingers to get the tic tac whoa (laughs) bizarre little things like the oh. writers work through the little details in this show. <laughs> yeah, in the most interesting ways. In like yeah. stuff you would never see coming. Yeah, but it's like again, that's how just like sick his obsession with is and how pa- pa- how powerful this oral fixation is. Like it's it's a great scene. It's yes, a really and, great scene. And th- and we get his backstory. And then we get his backstory during the phone call with Kang. Yeah. And uh, in the car like we finally get the reaper's full backstory which is uh cuz we had heard earlier that his parents died in a fight yeah right? and that was and he's like that was the best thing for me because my father horrifically beat me all the time and then my mother would try to protect me and she would get horribly beaten too and that is and, that is what we're established and it's like at that moment if you know anything about psychology yeah but when he's telling that story he is just so broken so broken when he's telling the story about his parents right Mm -hmm. now because he doesn't tell the whole thing like he tells that to the girl to prentice yes Yes. he tells that he talks about you know his 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 parents and and how horrible it was he was a little boy watching his father beat up his mother right yeah and it's not in the phone call with kang it's kang then uses that that information yeah to profile yeah. and tell him you know here's why and it's like this is what i i understand you completely you know it's like you've never had love you know you've never had a family you've never had love this is why you're acting out like this is why you're act, attacking people this way like you you hate women because like you hate because the powerful your mother. male figures you hate women because your mother failed to protect you from your father, and you need to show father figures, these men with power in society, that you're stronger than they are because of what your father did to you. But you hate your mother for not being able to protect you from it. And even though Kang is completely right, that doesn't make him want to stop. No, and the thing is, is that he also says the girl he was engaged to was just like his mother. And that's why she ended up. he ended up having to kill her. Yeah. Yeah, and and it explains why he targeted that family with the parents who were fighting with each other and the kids who were, you know, the son who was trying to keep his sister away to protect her and pull her, like, keep her away from the the fighting parents. It's all very well done. 
Yes. Yeah. And so then we get the finale and it plays out at the start exactly the same. He gets to the house. There's blood everywhere. He follows the blood upstairs, finds his wife dead on the floor, sees the guy behind the curtain, shoots him five times, turns out the Reaper's wearing a bulletproof vest. They have their fight, except this time we see the whole fight. We see the whole fight and all the way and he falls down the oh, stairs. And like and... It's brute. They're stabbing. There's punching. They're smashing his head in the railing. He throws him down the stairs. He punches the bullet time. He's gonna kill him. And the team comes in. And the team walks in and is like, nope, you can't do it, boss. Don't, boss. Don't. Don't do it. And boss doesn't do it. And he doesn't do it. And the Reaper's in jail alive. Yeah. And then we get a scene that, you know, I had me nearly crying at the end of it. Well, I, tears, tears started in my eyes, you know. It was just... They... I mean, him just weeping over his dead wife. Yeah. Is so hard to watch and so powerfully done. And it's like, and you, you watch that scene, you're like, I don't know that I've ever seen anything like this on American. You know, well, I have, but you know, you yeah. almost never see something like this rawly emotional and powerful on network American television. No, and then it gets even worse. Then it gets even worse. Because you see the funeral. Well, I mean, first it's we do see the, the scene, we see the flashback. Yeah. Uh, we see the flashback about the son, and we see him going to get his son and rescue yeah. his son. But then they cut right to the funeral. Well, the cremation. The, the cremation. thing where you go and you take a picture of the family member, and everyone shows up. And they stand by as the body is put into the, as the body is put into the furnace. Yeah. Oh, oh my God, that was so hard to watch. You know, and the tears are sort of starting down Kang's face, but the little I boy know. is holding his Just mother's weeping. picture and weeping. And, oh. oh my God. And that's how the episode ends. Yep. That's the end of the episode. There's no relief. There's no stop. There's no scene where the FBI's, you know, OPR board gives him the thumb up for everything he did. There's no, no letting you, like, you go back and you think about 100 in comparison and you're like, everything about the, uh, um, everything about the episode of 100 was designed to find a way to let audiences off the emotional hook. hook. Not this as one. the episode was ending. And that sure as hell isn't what they're doing this time. No. <laughs> you just, as I said, the tears were in my eyes oh, and they were just, God, it's you know. so hard to watch. It was, it really was hard to watch if you watch, you know, you just watch the whole thing three and four through. Yeah. Oh. I mean, the ride it takes you on. Yeah. I mean, it's so brutal. It's so horrible. It's so tragic. The ride it takes you on is just, it's, it's rougher than anything Criminal Minds ever did. Yeah. These, these, th these two episodes are rougher than anything Criminal Minds ever did. And it's just the third and fourth episodes of the show. Yeah, I know. What the it's... hell is coming next? Like you said, uh, are they going to do Frank? And if they do, what is their Frank going to be like if this is what their Reaper, Reaper is, like? is like? Yeah, because and, he oh, is worse. I mean, this he's is worse. He's he is worse. He is. Oh, we know. didn't even talk about how incredible the actor is. Yes. In the scene where their Haley equivalent 
is on the phone and realizes she's going to die. And he yeah. is there in the background clowning around and playing with the with sun. With the sun, yeah. It's so, I mean, it's it's an incredible performance by the actor. Yeah. And it's so powerful and hard to watch. Yeah. Hey, it's it's hey, incredible. Hey. And, oh, God. I mean, and Haley, the actress playing Haley, Meredith Monroe, I want to say. Could be wrong about that. We'd have to check it. Uh, did, she did a great job in the original. Yeah. It's even better here. Yeah. And that's down to the script. Yeah. Oh, it was just... Script. It was just... Her last words being, like, make sure that he knows I didn't like the son, uh, Han Buell. Anyway, didn't leave him. That's her last word. Yeah. Make sure he knows I didn't, I didn't leave, leave him. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I mean, I tell you, you know, and, and the fact that they chose to make it so that he did not kill the Reaper. I know. That he did There's no listen. satisfaction. There's no visceral satisfaction. No. We don't get let off the hook. No. He stuck he does to his the, principles. He stuck to his principles. He didn't break faith. No. Even though... he. This man killed his wife, although he wanted to. He want? Oh, he would have. If, if the team hadn't come in. No, if someone hadn't shown up to remind him of who he is. Yeah. He would have done. Yeah. I think that's clear. Yeah. Ooh. And they do make that choice. I mean, that's that's the big, big, big difference between the original and this one. Yeah. Is is. is that you have this character is just ultimately a different person he is and um right, came right down to it he was able to hold back yeah and you know and it, it, his, his team would have covered for him if he killed that guy i'm sure they would have but he no he held back yeah he, he listened didn't do it. Like, he heard he listened. it he heard it he held back it's it's an incredibly powerful scene yeah and then he doesn't have yeah i mean it was i mean there's enough problems yeah that he's going to have to deal with but oh yeah, yeah, you know no, it's I mean, it's, his it's son. an incredibly powerful scene. Oh. It's so well done. God, his poor son. Oh, and that house. <sighs> oh I my know. lord, that house was gorgeous. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, like all the the beautiful concrete house with all of these huge windows everywhere. Yeah, yeah I love their house. <laughs> I know. I'm going giant open concept two story living area. Wow. <laughs> you know, who want to live in that house? The black railing and everything. I know, yeah. the black glass railing. And John Wick lives there. It's an amazing <laughs> house. I know, anyway, it really is an amazing sorry, house. You know, it's yeah, it was an amazing um, house. One thing we didn't mention that we should mention, and it ties back into what I was going to say earlier about the structure of the show and like mm -hmm. the structure of the world is uh, we also, the Derek character um, convinces the son to open up. By like talking about his own childhood and yes. that he was a, a motorcycle punk. He like, you know, bullied people, robbed people. He wasn't a good kid. And one time while he was hiding from, uh, you know, hiding after some cr petty crime he committed, he saw his dad a cop because he was a punk to rebel against his dad. Completely yeah. normal. His dad, who was a cop, he saw his dad get stabbed to death in a tra uh, during a traffic stop. And he ran away. And he, and he couldn't, and he freaked out, and he ran away. He couldn't help. He didn't know what to do. He freaked out, and, he, and that's been haunting him since. Yeah. 
And so we get the same origin for Derek in this as we had in the original. But what's key is the way he's using, like, the willingness he has to talk about it and use it to get to ki- the kid to open up about his own trauma. Yeah, Like, and... using the trauma to relate to him. I thought it was a really well done scene. Yeah, and you get the... Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes where all of these things go and how these people's relationships with the people that they save i mean that was another one of those beautiful oh that was in last last episode that beautiful scene yeah where he tells where kang says you have to focus on the ones we save yeah and then and in fact the very end of the second episode is uh prentice remembering a time that she actually saved saved a child yeah. Saved a child, and it's it's a stronger play on that they did. It's it's based on a line from the original where it's like we oh, save yeah. enough that it, but it's like it's it's better handled in that episode. We didn't talk about that, you know, last week. Last we probably time, should yeah. have. Yeah, I'm I know. I, well, there's so much. <laughs> there so, I think yeah, sometimes, so much. sometimes because with Criminal Minds, we basically did it second run through. Yeah, no, exactly. We right. did the podcast. The second we'd watched it once and we were watching it the second time. Yeah. This one, you're getting us watching it all for the first first time time and being blown away. away. I mean, we've now had four episodes and each one is better than the last. Yeah. And this this one with the Reaper. And I, I was thinking about that. And it's because, of course, the original Criminal Minds was even under Bernero generally speaking episodic and they would leave things so that we always had that stupid complaint this is why i'm wondering what they're going to do with frank because we always have that if they do frank no i i i Uh, no no they might they i'm not saying they won't i'm just saying i'm not counting on them doing frank oh but anyway the complaint about them but but how about how they never they never do any follow-up the same thing with the reaper right yeah. There's the four months where she's gone, right? And they're just not working on the case. And you, yeah. Yeah, you get this idea that nothing is happening, nothing is going. So by condensing, like just taking the whole Reaper story and doing it all at once and yeah. doing it over two or three days, four days, right? You, we don't, you know, five days because the, oh, yeah. the cremation must have, you know, would have taken a few days after. Exactly. But the whole story is set over a couple but of But the whole story is, is there, right? And you yeah. just, and that makes it far more intense. It does. And, and yeah, in a way that the original Criminal Minds never managed to do never managed to do because it separated these stories yeah and you can remember the screaming the screaming stuff that we did about (laughs) frank anybody go back and look at those two frank episodes and it's like you could have done so much more with this had you you thought it through had you thought it through and these people of course have Have all the scripts and probably have seen the original I'm sure they've seen the original. Of course, and, they've and seen I the suspect they have, and I suspect they have a character bible because they had to make a character bible to change things. Absolutely. So they would have had to create a whole whole. No, they knew exactly, and this is what I'm getting to uh, yeah. about st- how structurally it's different. Which is their Derek character yeah. is fairly obviously the show's de facto lead, right? In that, in a in a show like this, mm-hmm. there's going to be a character like in a show that's kind, you know, has this action and has this thing. There's going to be a character who is 
the go-to to do things on the show, right? So he's the guy who has a car chase. He's the guy who roughs up a, a guy to, it roughs up a suspect to tell somebody where he is. Or like, well, no, not a suspect. A criminal to tell him where a suspect is, right? He's the guy who is going to get like this in-depth backstory, like tell a story about his childhood. He's going to be the guy who goes and does sleight of hand. It all goes down to the same character. In a sense, Derek is the show's lead in that way, in a way that Criminal Minds never had a lead. Yeah. Right? Uh, and Criminal Minds never really had a lead. Because uh, Hotch is theoretically the lead, but, you know, I, I would say he has the most other, well, uh, this is a caveat, but generally he has the most stories about his personal life. He's the one we go to to be an arbiter of things. We go to his reaction first, right? That's Hotch. Now, when Hotch leaves, I had to put that in air quotes there if that was clear, that all gets pushed onto Reed. And it me leaves the show kind of rudderless because at the same time that Reed was becoming the focus of the show, mm -hmm. Matt Goobler, like, started taking half of the season off every season. So it, it creates this weird rudderless thing where who's in charge of, like, who is the emotional core of the show, who's the character core of the show. Yeah. And for the half of each season, for the last four seasons, it didn't have one. Because you can say, well, Emily should have inherited that. Yeah, but she didn't. Yeah. It should have been Emily, but it never was. No. They never managed to make Emily into the character who we are seeing the world like it, Emily never becomes that, and I think, and I want to, I want us to watch their Derek analog, and see if that continue, like him being the de facto core of the show continues, right? Because even though you can say that one hundred percent Kang is the main character of these two episodes, and he is right because it's about his family and the Reaper storyline, but even while Kang is busy being the main character. We've got Derek opening up about his past. We've got like a huge reveal about Derek's origin story. At the same time, we've got, you know, Derek relating to kids. We've got Derek having a car chase. We've got Derek roughing people up. We've got Derek being the one to track down the, uh, the son when he gets kidnapped, right? Like all of this stuff, Derek is always given a lot to do. Is my yeah. point. Like even when it's an episode about Kang, Derek is in many ways the focus and he's given a lot to do and it's it has this effect where the show more openly has a main character than i think criminal minds ever did does yeah. that make sense yeah it does okay and you felt the same way about it yeah well you hadn't really thought about it till this moment i'm assuming yeah it, it the, the, yeah there is there there are things that you can't that you have to start you really think about all of this yeah right and yeah, um, I mean that, and I guess that's what I'm getting at. I don't know if this is going to be important to the show. Uh, that I that uh, important enough to the show that um, that it's going to like become part of how we think of this show long term. But what I want to say is, I think it's something we should keep an eye on. Like check how much Derek has to do because, for better or for worse. Criminal Minds was, well, I say for better, for worse. For worse, Criminal Minds <laughs> was never about the development of its characters and its characters growing and changing. It just, it wasn't. 
the one place it tried to do that a little was with Reed, and it didn't do it great. You know, there are ways in which the character of Spencer Reed hasn't changed at all since the first episode. Yep. He has changed a lot, but there are parts of his personality where he's the same guy as he was in that first episode in a not believable way. And here, I think because they're front-loading this Reaper stuff, the characters might go through more than what we're used to. Okay, I gotta tell you something. Please. I cannot find Criminal Minds Korea on IMDb. It's not on there? It was. Oh, but it's not anymore. And the other thing is that two of two of the characters I am sure uh on Criminal Minds I've seen before and when the I actors. looked at their film the actors I looked at their filmographies and I'm going, but there's no criminal minds. criminal minds. Korea. Oh, that's and, but it was there before. I just okay. wanted to double check. And I'm going, Is okay. Disney burying Criminal Minds Korea? <laughs> we're not, because, we're, this isn't a conspiracy theory podcast, okay? I, I said that, but I don't, I don't think that's what's happening. I do find it weird that it's not referenced anywhere, though. Well, that is strange. Well, I know it was there before. Okay, right. okay, here it is. Okay, you found it. Um except that it's under it's it's under its Korean title. Oh, so that's why it's hard to find. Okay. Okay, and so here he is from the good he was on the good detective. So here he yeah. is. Which which character was okay, on the good Kang. detective? Okay, Kang. Oh, uh the team leader Kang, really? Yes, team leader Who did he Kang. Play? Oh, he played he the like, lead. Oh, he's the main guy. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, he was the lead. So here it is. So Kang. So now I'll have to go look. We're gonna have to remember get Derek's name to see if he's a celebrity there. Uh, but uh, anyway, oh, I'm right. sure he is. Um, this is this is research we're gonna do later. This this isn't relevant to this week's episode. But seriously though, um, if you've been holding off on watching Criminal Minds Korea because of the low video quality. Uh, and or because of the fact that it's subtitles, some people don't like watching subtitles. Things. I am not gonna like. I'm never gonna judge you for that. You do you if that's your thing. But hopefully, if you've been hesitating on watching it, we have convinced you with this explanation of these episodes that it is worth the trouble it's going to take to watch. Because okay. it's if you like Criminal Minds, this is Criminal Minds, but it's a, actually a great show. Yeah. Okay, and I just want to tell you. Please. Just to do, I I was double checking just to make Full sure disclosure. I was right. Yeah. But the Derek character, what we call the, he's a mix. He's almost like um, Luke. Luke. Yeah, Luke and Derek were were just one guy rather than just a. Yeah. You know. Yeah, because he's Luke, a nice as we guy. talked, is yeah. Luke is is the nice version of Derek. Okay, Luke but is he Derek was also he was the yeah. second lead or the first lead in the Good Detective. Oh, so they're reteaming. They're reteaming the the criminal minds. Oh, okay. I think they're re I think um the good detective is, came after. after. Okay, so, so that was a reteaming of them yeah. from this. Okay. As cool. I said, I watch I watch so much of this stuff I've started to recognize all sorts of characters. <laughs> In the same way that uh Criminal Minds was a reteaming of the original cast of Chicago Hope. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Except, yeah. you know, presumably <laughs> a less last long. <laughs> presumably a less toxic environment. <laughs> I would hope. 
I probably shouldn't have even brought that up. But anyway. And I will tell you that the series is directed by the same two guys for all 20 episodes. It shows. It and, absolutely shows. Okay, and the writing credit, and this is what I say. The biggest problem with regular Criminal Minds was the writing room. Oh, yeah. And here, Xiang Hyung Hong is, you know, is how Credited. I would pronounce it. All 20 episodes. Damn. He like had like my, J. Michael Straczynski. Yeah. Just like J. Michael Straczynski. Okay. Yep. All right. Uh, uh, so that is going to be that. Um, obviously, we want you to watch this show. Please consider, please consider watching this show. It's before so they take good. it down. <laughs> before somebody finds it and takes it down, Off please consider <laughs> watching this show. Because it's, it's, it's so almost good. impossible to find it's, to buy. Well, it's so, like, if we could have bought DVDs, we would have bought DVDs. Yeah. There's no DVD you can buy with English subtitles. No, I, I There's I no tried. way to get the show. All right. No, so, and uh, YouTube but, doesn't have it. YouTube, we can't buy it on YouTube like we did with Prodigal, Prodigal Son. Son and right? I did just, stand, so. It's baffling. All right. Yeah. So, um, we're going to wrap it up here. Thanks, everybody, so much for listening. Obviously, we're going to be back on, um, uh, what, this is going up next week, right? This will go up on Tuesday, yeah. Okay, so yeah, um, we're going to be back with part four of our, three or four, whatever we're up to, uh, of our What one, is Criminal Minds. Criminal Minds on Tuesday, two. Well, here, just let me double check. She's going to go check while I'm doing the rest of this. Uh, okay, <laughs> right, so we're gonna part be back two is our... on. Part two went up yesterday. Okay, so this part three of our up. Profiling Criminal Minds. It'll uh, be what before, is, yeah, it'll part be before three. part three. Yeah, which is going up uh, two days Next, after you hear 24th, this. 24th, yeah. Yeah, the 24th. Uh, so that's exciting, uh, which means you're only two weeks away from the time we spent 90 minutes talking about spent nothing but Spencer Reed. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like, our what is Criminal Minds? We had to devote an entire episode just to Spencer Reed. Yeah. And including, at one point, like, we pitch what the Spencer, Spencer Reed show should be. <laughs> Because we badly want a just Spencer Reed spinoff. <laughs> Not something I would have thought when we started profiling Criminal Minds. But the end of the show, we're like, no, Spencer, Spencer Reed should get his own show. That's just him. Uh, but anyway, so it's a, it's a good ride. I, I'm going to encourage you to listen to those. I'll be, so we're going to be here back next Tuesday for that. And we are only a couple of weeks out from the beginning of Style Section, which is going to start with episode zero. Uh, us discussing Crime Story. Yes. The show that explains yeah. the existence of Crime Story. Yeah, and what uh, we're so going to do is we're going to put it on a different day. It's going to be every Wednesday, Wednesday. style section. Keeping, so there's not going to be Thursday shows for a while, but we want to keep that open for whenever we have an episode Criminal of Minds Criminal stuff. Minds News. Yeah. News, episodes, whatever. Maybe we find yet another Criminal Minds spinoff somewhere. Who can say? Maybe Turkey made one and didn't tell anyone. That's yeah. the kind of thing that happens. India loves Criminal Minds. Maybe there's an Indian Criminal Minds, and they just, you know, the title is so different, nobody recognizes that it's an Indian Criminal Minds. Because yeah. India loves remaking things, but not paying for the rights. <laughs> That's a true fact about India. Yes. <laughs> their, uh, their entertainment industry doesn't care so much about intellectual property. <laughs> it's, just, well... it's just a fact. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, okay. But anyway. Let's 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 let us let us let us close. Uh, seriously it up. though, 
Uh, join us back here next week for more Criminal Minds Korea. Thursdays for uh, the Profiling Criminal Minds, What is Criminal Minds specials. And of course, coming soon, Style Section of Wise Guy Podcast. We'll join you back here for all of that. Uh, but until next time, <laughs> I just want to say thanks for watching and au revoir. And have a good week. Profiling Criminal Minds is a member of the Kinks Podcasting Network.